A reading from Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are all filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And a reading from John's Gospel, chapter 20, beginning at verse 19. When it was the evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Happy Pentecost, for this is the Sunday in the Christian calendar when we celebrate the day of Pentecost and the gift of the Holy Spirit to the disciples after Jesus is taken up into heaven. It is sometimes called the birthday of the church. Jesus had appeared to his disciples over a period of 40 days speaking to them about the kingdom of God and instructing them on what they were to do after he would leave them. On one such occasion, he commands them not to leave Jerusalem. They were to wait there for the gift his father had promised. He tells them, For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. And then he was gone, taken up before their very eyes. In the reading this morning, John is very precise when he describes Jesus' first appearance to his disciples. John wants us to see the way Jesus acts and the way he talks. For it is ultimate, it's conclusive, it's not going to change. He is the same for us today as he was for the disciples then in that room. Jesus was crucified on the Friday, in the grave for three days, now risen. He has appeared to Mary that morning and he's now appearing to the disciples in the evening in this upper room. Verse 19 and 20 make three clear points. The doors are locked, they are frightened, and Jesus stands in their midst. He is physical, but not quite like us. Maybe it's a picture of how it will be in that new life with Jesus. It says today that he can go where no one else can go. It tells us he can reach us any time and any way. There is no place where we can go that he cannot penetrate. He can go where we don't understand, or anyone else does, either. It is a healing wonder for our perplexing selves. It's a miracle, and we still can't quite grasp it. Verse 19, the disciples were afraid because of recent events they are in great danger and fear for their lives. Jesus comes and stands in that fear. Fear is the place in our lives where Jesus can make himself most known. We all fear for our families for our jobs, for our health, for our future. I come to my own when they are afraid, he is telling us. 
How many times a day do we cry, help me? Help me, Lord. We forget Jesus is risen. He is present. He is caring and he is living. Jesus stands in their midst and ours. He's trying to help all of us believe. But I can't see him, we cry. No, but he is there. This is the way he acted. What did he say? Peace be with you. The gift of peace is huge. We cannot build our lives on conflict. He says, peace be with you twice. Jesus wants us to have power over our lives. For weakness or loss of confidence is very destructive, not in our own lives, but for the others around us. He also wants us to live purposeful lives because aimlessness is also destructive for everyone. But to have power and purpose in our lives, we need to be rooted in a place of peace with God. It is the only way we can have good power and a good purpose. Paul says in one of his letters, Jesus is our peace. In church, we acknowledge the peace of God that passes all understanding most Sundays. The peace that we share with one another before communion. The peace that we would like to give each other when we shake hands before communion is the peace that was accomplished on the cross. There Jesus reconciled all to God. Jesus shows them his side. He can offer us peace because all our sins against God are nullified by his blood. Peace with Jesus, I forgive you. He forgives all those who had turned against him. Peace with God, all our sins have been reconciled at the cross. Peace between us and others. When we have peace with God, we cannot have conflict with others because his blood has purified our conscience so we can get rid of all that troublesome stuff that stands in our way to a relationship with others or with God. Peace with ourselves doesn't mean we no longer feel pain, but simply that it no longer paralyzes us. We can move forward. It is the same with fear. He gives us peace in the world. Horrible things happen and will continue to happen. By faith in him and the knowledge that God moves in those places, we can move forward. We have to move forward because that's what he wants us to do. Verse 21. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And he breathed on them, saying, Receive the Holy Spirit, my breath, my life, my word will come to you. Acts says, 
you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We now come to purpose. Verse 21, as my Father sent me, I am sending you. Live in the world as I did. Be my ambassadors. Be my light. Be my truth. Be my witness. Be my love. So three gifts for us. Peace, power and purpose. It doesn't matter what job we do or what career we are placed in. This is our purpose. And in those places, wherever they are, whatever jobs we do, we are to represent God well. This is our purpose. Of course, then comes the question we all ask ourselves, how can I do this? And we can all talk ourselves out of being able to do something. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, it will upset other people. Or, oh, no, no one really wants me to do that. No, I'm not strong enough to do that. And we identify all the negative things instead of the positive things that we know we can do. Well, now we know it could be different. We can. Yes, we can do these things that seem impossible because of the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. God gives us his peace and his power for his purpose. Today we celebrate that God's way of life, his breath and his energy lives in those who believe in him. He lives in us. This is what we're celebrating today. It's really worth a party, isn't it? I've got on my party stole. This is my red Holy Spirit stole. This is the stole that I can wear not very often, but it shows the tongues of fire that came upon them at Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, we find the disciples gathered together in Jerusalem, doing what Jesus had instructed, waiting for him. With that, everything fits into place. The New Testament moves from the life of Christ to the new church. We are introduced to Paul and his missionary work, and we learn how this minority church, or religion I should say, crossed the sea to Rome. I will build my church, Jesus has promised. Now, beginning with Pentecost, Acts graphically shows how that process began. And Jesus himself laid out the plot in his last recorded words on earth. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Pentecost means 50th and refers to the festival celebrated on the 50th day after Passover. At that time, following rabbinical law, Jews, Jewish men from the, all over the Roman Empire gathered in Jerusalem for the three great pilgrimage festivals, Passover, the Festival of Weeks, and Sukkot. Hence, Jesus' instruction, wait for me in Jerusalem, where Jews from all over the diaspora, Parthians, 
Medes and Elamites and Jews living in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Asia Minor, Egypt and visitors of Rome would be gathered together. Jesus had physically left the disciples and they had a lot to think about and puzzle over and they desperately missed him. They are waiting, but for what? Suddenly, the house they're staying in is entirely filled with the sound of a violent, rushing wind, and they see tongues of fire resting on each of them. And then it all unfolds, as we heard in the reading from Acts this morning. No one could believe what was going on. Outside, the crowds had gathered. People were amazed because the Galileans were declaring the wonders of God in different languages, languages each of them could understand. How could these simple Galileans do this? What did it mean, they asked. The disciples were pretty astonished too, to say the least of it. They had been told to expect something, promised it by Christ himself. But what it meant, what it actually involved, they had no idea. They had no idea until that world-changing moment when the Spirit came. No warning, no telltale signs, just bang, and their lives and ours were changed forever. The journey from Passover to Pentecost is complete. The disciples have passed through a time of shock, grief and loss. They glimpsed something different in the 40 days after he was risen. But now he lifts their heads up to see and act. The meaning would slowly filter in. The disciples were no longer on their own, gazing wistfully at the heavens. Christ is wisdom, filling their hearts and their whole beings with his presence. Let me end with two useful questions. What does Pentecost mean to us today? And did God do it all at Pentecost? We know that the Spirit of God comes at various times in the Old Testament, just as it does here in Acts. When the crowd accuses the disciples of being drunk, Peter stands up and addresses them, using these verses from Joel, to remind them that this sort of thing has happened before. Samson, Daniel and Saul strongly experienced the Spirit of God for the purpose of carrying out the tasks that he had given them. The spirit of the disciples the spirit of the Lord coming upon people in power for a specific purpose was not uncommon. Up to Pentecost the Holy Spirit invigorated followers and empowered them to serve God. But the Holy Spirit did not permanently indwell in all believers. Then it all changes on the day of Pentecost. And maybe this has not completely filtered through fully to us. God's Holy Spirit is poured out on all believers. No one is left out. We need to grasp that our hearts in each and every one of us have been filled with the presence of the living Christ. He is with us and he is in us. 
The disciples were given the power to declare the wonders of God in many different languages. Pentecost is about God meeting us where we are, whatever our culture or language or circumstances. The scope of God's plan is for all the nations. No one is left out. Here on the day of Pentecost, we are catching the glimpse of God's bigger vision for God's people. God keeps his promises and he will prepare us for what he wants from each of us. If we let him. Remember, peace, power and purpose. And there is much, much more to come after the day of the Lord. Amen.